Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beat you hear behind me right now and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the new revamped truenutrition.com look at all of the great products place your order and when you go to make your payment type in c-e-p-n in the promo code box for five percent off of your entire order you won't regret it and you will never have to question the quality of your supplements again Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair in Zoomland, as usual. It has been two weeks since we've recorded, and it feels good to be back. I'm not going to lie. I've been pretty excited all day about actually recording. I don't know why, but it's, as I said, two weeks off and not, I haven't even really seen your face in two weeks. So, so 2023 has been better to you than some people is what you're saying. So, I mean, there have been some people who are having a very rough 2023 already. Yes, for sure. Yeah. We'll get into that in just a sec. Let's clear the air. It's been two weeks because my dumbass, after two and a half years, finally got COVID. I mean, I wouldn't call you a dumbass. I don't. Uh, nah, it's dumb. It it's dumb. <laughs> You're it, dumb for getting it. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. In 2020, it wasn't dumb, but now it's dumb. It's like, come on, what? It, really? <laughs> and it it was not fun. Not gonna lie. Yeah. It, not fun. I, I will tell you what, though, it is remarkable that you and your wife both got it, and that your son did not. Unbelievable. He's been a, a wheezing, coughing sneeze bag cough bag for four months right yeah <laughs> and every day we'll wake up and there's a new thing we're like oh man this looks bad and then we get COVID and we're just waiting for the moment where he has it too and he's the happiest and healthiest he's been in a year yeah <laughs> bright-eyed 
smiley face, no cough, no sniffles, no runny nose. I'm like, what? And the shitty thing was, like you said, my wife did get it too. So I was quarantined for two days thinking I'm going to spend, you know, five days by myself. Two days, two days go by and I get a text message. I just tested positive. So you might as well come downstairs. I'm like, God damn it. How are we going to keep it from him? Yeah, right. So we did the whole, we'll wear masks in the house around him and just cross our fingers and he didn't get it. So here we are. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, you know, there's conspiracies around the masks and everything. I don't know how well they really work, but I will say that, I mean, we've had, we've had several sicknesses go through our house and anytime somebody starts to get the sniffles around here, we, everybody's masking up and our son is not really, has not gotten really sick. So I, I mean, I, I you think might want to get them exposed to the germs, though, for the sake well, of his yeah, I know. immune system. I know, I know. He can't he can't be Bubble Boy forever? Yeah, I know, but still. Um, but well, I mean, I, that's... I, but but I do have a question though, um, and you don't have to go deep into it. But did the do- were the doctors like really worried or anything? Like your wife's doctor with her being pregnant and getting COVID? Is that like something they're really scared about or no? Uh, so they weren't concerned until we called them. So the main thing is when you're pregnant, you can't have a fever, which with COVID, it's typically a symptom. And so for like 24 hours, she had, it was like right over a little bit over a hundred for a solid 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And I'm panicking. And I, I, meanwhile, I still have it. I'm still fighting it and I'm panicking. I'm more worried about her than me. And I'm thinking, is it emergency room time? Do we like... You know, I'm like, I'm going to go throw you in a cold shower. Like, we got to find a way to get this fever down because when yeah, you're pregnant too, you can't take ibuprofen. Yeah, but I don't even no. know. I mean, what the cold shower thing, like, can that shock the baby? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing you can do uh, or not. I think the cold would have been okay. They typically, it's not supposed to be. Cold will be, well, not like a 20 minute, it's not like an <laughs> ice bath. It's just, a, it's just, you know, yeah, I got it. <laughs> three, four minutes of like, let's get you cooled down a little bit, you know? Yeah. Because I kept putting, we have these, those ice packs you can pop and they have the beads in them and, you know, like instant ice packs. Yeah. I'm giving her those every 15 minutes, but she can't take ibuprofen. She can only take so much Tylenol, you know? Um, so I was getting worried. She finally called her doctor and they're like, if it gets to like 103, go to the hospital, but like, keep doing what you're doing. If, if in like 12 hours, it's still elevated, then maybe call us back. Yeah. If we think you should go, go. So you want to you want to monitor it obviously a lot closer than you would myself, but you know, and the shittiest thing was for me anyway, is that the coldest two days of the year happen when I have the fucking fever, and I'm up in I'm in my office where I'm at now, which doesn't get the best heat. Right, we uh-huh. live in a, we live in a big old house. Yeah, you know there are certain areas of the house that just they don't get warm. Yeah. Especially when it's negative twelve outside, <laughs> so I'm I'm just up here, just fucking hurting, dude. I'm hurting, like freezing, but then hot, but then hot, like but freezing because it actually really is cold. Yeah. It has nothing to do with a fever. I'm just cold. Yeah, like I guess it so, could, I guess it helped. Maybe it helped your fever it. a little Whatever. bit. Yeah, I mean we got through it. I do. Here's the thing. I I don't know. Tell me how you are. When I get sick, I eat everything under the sun. Really. Like my wife is opposite. When she gets sick, she can't eat anything. Yeah. Um, I, dude, I, I, I ate things that I haven't eaten in years. I wonder, I wonder what causes that. Like it, it, 
some reason your mind, your mind, your mind just triggers. I I don't know. I guess it's like a comfort thing. Yeah. More than anything else, maybe. But, uh, dude, I ate six oranges in like a two hour period, four apples. I fucking had pop tarts. I haven't had a pop tart in 10 years. (laughs) Fucking, um, dude, just, I ate everything under the sun. And it felt good, dude. It makes you feel good, like especially like if you have a fever. When you have a fever, you're supposed to eat. Yeah, you know, you're supposed to nourish your body, right? Uh, with something. So right. I'm drinking Pedialyte. I'm eating oranges. I'm eating. Uh, we get these these fruit vegetable bars for our son. I was eating those, just pounding them. You know, it's like an apple kale bar. It's like it's so disgusting, but that sounds terrible. I was eating them. <laughs> Well, we're trying. He doesn't eat. He's at the point in his life where right now he doesn't like vegetables. So we're trying to get him vegetables some sort of way. Gotcha. Which these he'll eat because it's it you know looks and smells like a like a cereal bar gotcha. or something. But okay. It probably has fucking cardboard in it. Who gives a fuck? It's <laughs> nourishing me anyway. But yeah, uh, yeah, but it's fun. Here we are, 2023. Well, I mean, we're here. It's been a bad year for some. It has. Mainly your boy Dana White. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I found it so bizarre that you just now found out what, what this was today, and I, I don't mean to call you out, but I do. How did this slip by, dude? You? Okay, here's why. How many MMA you, people do you follow on social media? Here, here's why. Like, I am making for like the past month or so. This isn't like a New Year's resolution thing. This is just a in general. I'm making a conscious effort to stay off of social media more than not. Good call. Good call. I think it's a, it affects you my... You also do a podcast. It affects my psyche. So unless it's like podcast related, I don't I don't really get on social media. And so really, unless it's like what we're talking about right now. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Something you <laughs> See, I'm just, I'm just relying on you to send me topics and then I'll research it. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, I, I think it like affect it affects my psyche in a negative way, and I just don't think it's the social media just isn't healthy. It's just really not. So I'm not. No, I mean I agree. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, but but no, but, but yeah, I I'm actually surprised too that it le- that even what the social media that I have seen that it hasn't come. I haven't seen any of it yet until today at okay. least. But um, so this happened on New Year's Eve. I mean, this was still only a few days ago. Right. Let's explain what we're talking about. Uh, so Dana White slapped his wife in a confrontation at well, a New who's Year's Dana party. White? For for those who are totally who is Dana White? Okay, come on. Living under I mean, <laughs> you, dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, and I'll I'll get in a, in a minute. What, what is, I'll tell you why I say that. What is I'll this, tell you why I say that? What's his title for the UFC? The president of the UFC. It, it's the president of the UFC. Okay. Yeah, and he's also a partial owner, but I mean, well, okay, I knew his that. His working but... title is president of the UFC. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. But go ahead. What did he do? So he slapped his wife in a confrontation where booze were involved at a New Year's Eve party. Which that's all, that, that that's the, the last ex- part. that's the Does excuse that though, right? No. Well, that, they he, he made, made he an made excuse, he but... made that the excuse. Was that there was alcohol? Basically, said there was alcohol involved, and what happened is what happened. Because there's nothing well, he, he said could too much alcohol involved. Oh, is that what he said? Okay. Either way. So she smacked him first. He retaliated. 
Yeah. In an instant. Snap of a finger. Didn't think about it. Right. Didn't take a step back. Didn't. There were no words. Smacked her. Smacked the shit out of her. Yeah. Which tells you, uh, is this the first time she's been hit? We can't say because okay. we don't know, but is so it possible? What, are your, what is your immediate reaction when seeing the video? Like initial first uh, reaction, what, what, unfor- what is your, and be honest, be honest. Unfortunately, I look at it in the too much alcohol scenario. Really? Because it was an instant thing. And because it was in public. Okay. So, so what so I'm saying, what excuses for him? I, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a valid excuse, but what I'm saying is that for him to be in the public eye as much as he is and to make a mistake like that in public, knowing he didn't that know what he was doing. He, yeah. I'm not I'm saying he's didn't know what he was doing. Just saying that it, it was, it was a bad reaction for him to, for him to make. It, it was a very dumb mistake. Yeah. No shit. But he smacked all, his wife, but the also of his children, but also in the other side of that, I, as I said, if, if the reaction was that fast, do you think that this isn't the first time this has happened? It might not be the first time it's happened, but no, I'm sorry. It might be the first time it's happened, but at some point in this dude's life, the thought had crossed his mind. Yeah. And maybe he was able to contain himself. Let me just say this. To the alcohol thing, which a lot of people have made the excuse. And there are several excuses being made for him, which I can't believe. I can't believe. Because let me just say this. I'm against the hitting of a woman, period. Regardless of what the situation was. Regardless of whether she hit you first. I don't care how many times she hit you. And let me tell you why. I'm speaking from personal experience. And I'll talk about the alcohol, too. As someone who has been struck with a closed fist by a crazy-ass broad who was intoxicated, and I was also intoxicated, in the point of the chin, okay, mm-hmm. sucker punched by this crazy-ass broad a couple of times because I was in a terrible relationship. I never lifted a finger at this this woman. Not once. And I mean closed fist right there, you know? A couple of times. Okay, I have to ask you before we, I, I have to ask you before you move on. Yeah, is it an age thing on the on the reason why you stayed with her? Like right right now, if you were the age you are now and you're in a relationship and you got sucker punched once, that's over, right? Game over. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, sure. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Definitely. Okay. But I was young and stupid, intoxicated, shit-faced. I guarantee you I had more in me (laughs) than Dana White at this New Year's Eve party. And I didn't react. Didn't react. You know? Yeah. I said at the very least, I I was having this conversation with my wife. I said at the very least in those situations, which is what happened to me one time, or at the very most, I'm sorry, is you wrap the girl up, you pick her up off the ground, and you walk her away from... You kind of pick her up and drop her, like set her down and walk away, like that type of thing. Like just stop her from being so violent. Don't hit her, obviously. Right. <clears throat> but you know, in the the situations that I've been in, you know, you don't do shit. Just take it. You know what? What are you, what are you doing? Right. Never crossed my mind. It never crossed my mind because I know what could happen if I did raise a hand. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I know. I'm not a t- I'm not tough, but I know. 
I know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's not the only reason. It's just because that's not in my DNA. It's not. It's not in me to ever, you know, ever raise my hand, ever touch a woman. Period. It's just not. So, like the alcohol thing, I don't buy it as an excuse. I think it's a shitty excuse, especially coming from two people in their fifties. Like, what? What are we doing? Yeah, you guys have kids, so you got too drunk, so you guys hit each other. Like, that's bad. Yeah, that's not that's, a good that, relationship. You know, that's not two nineteen-year-olds getting shit-faced, right? And getting in a shouting match in public, and one happens to hit the other. Like, you're two grown parents. So, I that that whole excuse bothers me. The other excuse that bothers me, and I can't believe people have gone on social media and said this, fighters even. Oh, well, she hit him first, so she had what's coming to her. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what fucking century are we living in? Like, what do you mean Yeah, she that, had a company? Yeah, that's very like, egomaniacal males right there. It's also a cultural thing, too. There are specific cultures where the men have to be very machismo. If you will. Yeah. And they don't take shit, not just from women, but from anybody. Yeah. Right. So even if it comes to putting your hands on a woman, it will happen, especially if she hits you first, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you got to teach that lesson, which again is gross. And I, I can't really believe that some people still feel this way, but I know it exists. I've seen it. Have You've you, probably seen it. Have there I been, mean, have there been any comments that about the UFC? I, I the reason why I say that is like I can see people saying, "Well, what do you expect? He's the president of the UFC, which is the you know." I'm glad you asked that. Yeah, yeah, I figured there would be, and I guarantee you that's the large majority of the rest of the sports world and the organizations, and the presidents and the CEOs and the owners and the commissioners feel this way. Yeah, I guarantee that they look at it like, "Well, yeah, to be expected." Yeah, you know. The UFC, and 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 I say this shamefully because I'm a giant fan, and I really take what these fighters go through and what these fighters do seriously. I admire it. I look up to it. Um, I think it's one of the most difficult things anyone could ever put themselves through is to not only prepare for a fight, but then also get into there, into the octagon, into the ring, and actually fight another guy who's trying to rip your head off, yeah. or another girl who's trying to rip your head off. Yeah, I have. So much respect for those men and women. And so for this to happen, it just brings us back to where we were 20 years ago, where it was a human cockfighting. It's it's not to be taken seriously. You know, and I think Dana's main mission through a lot of this, with the signing with Endeavor and ESPN and all the deals that they've made, is like, we want to be taken seriously as a professional sports league. Well, look, you as the president have been fighting for that, but you've really shot yourself in the foot so many times. Absolutely, yeah. He specifically. Yeah. He's spoken out publicly against fighters. You know, he he said there's no coming back from putting your hands on a woman. You can go YouTube this. I'm not making it up. He said it. Yeah. And he's publicly crucified fighters at the lower level who have done so or who have been accused of doing so. But you look at the UFC's track record and you go, well, wait a minute. Does he really feel this way? John Jones was accused of domestic violence. Nothing ever happened. Right? Well, because Anthony Rumble Johnson, rest in peace, also was accused of domestic violence. Nothing ever happened. Now we're talking about two top tier 
yeah. fighters. Right. One of the greatest of all time. One of the scariest of all time. Right. Look at a guy like Luis Pena, though. Yeah. Was accused, was acquitted of all charges, but he was cut by the UFC. Lower level fighter. Right. Uh, How about H- this? Hardy. Something that n- nobody's. Thank you. Greg fucking Hardy. Yep. Not only did you let this guy come to the UFC, you let him fight on your first ESPN event. Yeah. You know who else was on that card? I don't remember the card. Rachel Ostevich. Do you know who was... She had the shit kicked out of her by her significant other in a domestic dispute? Oh, no shit, really. Yeah. So you put a guy with a track record like Greg Hardy has on the same card on ESPN with a victim, essentially. It was the biggest... Like, you... At the time... You know, I know people were were complaining about it, and I go, well, yeah, that sucks. But Dana's made it very clear that he's going to give Greg Hardy a shot. So why not put him on ESPN where he's known as a Dallas Cowboys right. marauder? Yeah. Right? Doesn't make it right. So does the UFC have the best track record when it comes to this shit? No. So that's why I think a lot of people are going, well, makes sense. Yeah. If this were Roger Goodell, he would be. Pinned, nailed to a cross. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There would, there would not, if this were uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Video of him fucking smacking, backhanding his wife. Dude, there's no fucking way. Yeah. But for some reason, this got so buried in the news cycle that we're all going, well, I think nothing's going to happen. What? What do you mean nothing's going to happen? He's on video smacking the shit out of his wife. Yeah. How is nothing going to happen? And it, and it breaks my heart for the sport that I love. And that... I mean... And it breaks my... It breaks... Dude. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Up to this point, did you know what Dana White's wife even looked like? No, I didn't. That that's what, that made me think about she's it been too out when of the, I watched She the stays video. out of the news. She stays out of the fucking public spotlight. Yeah. So for this, to, for the first time that we really get a glimpse into who she is, this is it. Whoa, it's it's heartbreak. It's like so disheartening for their family, their kids especially, and then just the the, the world of fighting. Because Dana's the face of the UFC, but again, he shot himself in the foot so many times. You know, publicly criticizing fighters for their performance. You know, being this guy that gets in front of the media and drops the F word, every other word, and, you know, calling out journalists and, like, again, you don't see other guys, other commissioners, other presidents from other sports doing this type of stuff. I do wonder. So it's no wonder that people say this. I do wonder, though, who is the moron journalist who asks the question after the next fight? When they're inter- when they're interviewing Dana White, who is stupid enough to ask Dana White about the in- the incident? You think anybody is? I don't think anybody will. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Not not at a not at a UFC press conference. No, hmm. I don't think so. Because Dana has a lot of those guys in his back pocket. Yeah, those guys in a lot of ways work for the UFC, even though they work for different companies. Gotcha. You know, I, there could be. I doubt it. Well, here's the thing. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think he's going to be punished? Do you think he takes a step away? Because I don't. I, mean, I don't think anything's going to happen. Who punishes him? 
W WME is Endeavor, that who owns it? WME Endeavor, one of those large companies that own the UFC. And then what? And what do they do to punish? Just fine him, or suspend him, or I mean, what do you what do you do to the president of the company? You you, you think they would boot him after this long? You have to. You have to. Huh. Well, after this long, I don't know. Endeavor hasn't said shit. Um, here's. Here's here's my biggest problem with this entire thing. You know, I, I preach on this podcast about media literacy so much. Who was the first who was the first media outlet to report the story? Do you know? Was it TMZ? It was. Who was the first and only media outlet to interview Dana about the situation? I didn't see that one. TMZ. It was TMZ also. Okay. Yep. Okay. And they lobbed up some fucking softballs to this dude. They did not hold him accountable at all. And in fact, they go, oh, you were drunk. Do you even remember what happened? Hey, fuck faces. Wow. Does it matter? Right. He's seen the video by now. So does it matter? You fucking irresponsible, unprofessional, incompetent journalists. Air quotes for the people only listening. What are they doing? Yeah. Like, that's it's such a joke. And I think because they were the first to report it and they were the first to now it is their they're doing their jobs. You want to get an interview, go fucking get it. But because they were the first to report it and the first to interview him, it kind of got swept under the rug. And it fell to the bottom of the news cycle because you had Tamar Hamlin, that situation happened. You had the fucking Rose Bowl going on. You had all these like bowl games and NFL games. Like it just kind of like fell to the bottom. And we all kind of just, I didn't, but everybody else kind of just went, oh yeah, that happened. Yeah. When did that happen? Like they're going to, they're going like, that feels like it was a month ago. Like, no, it was two days ago. Yeah. Like that's my biggest problem with the way that it's been handled. And look, Dana Smart, he knew what he was doing by taking that interview. He knew. Now look, I'll give all the credit in the world to him. Like he didn't make excuses. He said the drunk thing, but like he said, like, I, fu I fucked up. I'm going to have to fix this. My wife and I are going to have to fix this. Like, this is our responsibility. No shit. Like, you don't get a consolation prize for that. But also good, like, fine. You admitted it. But like, what do we do now? And these guys didn't say, where do we go from here? These guys didn't say, do you think you should be fired? These guys didn't say, how does this make your organization look? You know? Yeah. And I think that's a damn shame. I'm not saying grill the guy and, you know, try to embarrass him, but you have to ask more honest questions. You have to ask more questions. Like, you have to ask questions that will hold this guy accountable for his actions. They didn't do that. It's right. TMZ. Of course they didn't. Right. They went their clicks. It's like, fuck you. Has uh, any idea if this topic's been brought up on Rogan yet? Or has he even had an episode since it happened? Uh, he had Dave Portnoy on. Uh, that's the most recent episode. I think it just got released today. I have not listened to it. Okay. Maybe they talk about it. I don't know when that episode was recorded, though. Right. Okay. I was I was just curious. I, I'm cur I would be curious to hear what his thoughts are on it. I don't think Rogan will touch it. I I think I think I he'll, think he'll I don't think he'll touch it. I think he'll give somewhat of an opinion, but I don't think he's going to. His his, his relationship. I think someone might ask him about it later. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. 
maybe after everything's so. been done, like the decision's been made on what they're going to do with him? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he touches it. Because it's going to be really hard for him to draw the line on the whole, like, well, let me be this honest podcaster guy right. who loves to have conversations versus I'm Dana's friend. Right. And here's the thing. If you hit your wife and there's video of it, I'm going to be the first person the next day being like, yeah, fuck Colt. <laughs> Sorry. I would, And I would hope you'd be that way. Sorry. Yeah. I would. I get it. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, uh, podcast is over, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. We were friends, but he hit his wife. I can't, I right. can't, can't do it. Yep. So like, and that's the way that everyone should be. Now, look, there's a saying that goes around that like, don't judge a person by their, their latest action or something like that. I don't know how the saying goes verbatim, but I know people say it a lot. I've never really subscribed to that. I don't like that. Yeah. You know? Does it depend on what the action is? Well, in this case, then I, yeah, it totally matters to me. You just hit your wife. Yeah. I, I don't, you just hit the mother of your children. Right. I'm not like, there's no excuse. Like, drunk, male, female. And that's the other thing I've seen on social media. Like, uh, people have raised the question, like, well, what if it was a female hitting a female? Would we all be so upset? Or if it was a male hitting another male? I'm like, yeah, we should all still be upset. It's fucking assault. Right. No matter how you spin it. Yeah. No matter what pronoun you use, it's fucking assault. You can't hit but it, people. You can't, but it's a little, it's not as bad if it's two dudes that are drunk, right? Why? It's Why? still assault. It's still assault. But I'm saying in the public eye, it's not as bad. If Dana White would have hit another guy, would it be as big of a story as him hitting his wife? Yeah, but who gets arrested? The guy who hit Dana first or Dana? Well, I mean... It Someone gets arrested. Yeah, true. Dana, Nothing's going to happen to Dana White's wife. Right. And that doesn't That's make true. it right. That's true. That's true. It doesn't make it right. Yeah. That's my point. So, like, people raising the question of, like, you know, well, what if it's, like, your domestic partner and, like, you know, it, it shouldn't matter that much. I'm like, yeah, it fucking matters. You can't hit people. Regardless of whether they're your partner or not, you just can't. Yeah. So like that shit doesn't matter. So don't even bring it up as an argument. And also the other thing that I've seen, it's like, well, is he defending himself? That type of thing. Now, again, this goes to the whole, he was drunk and she was drunk. And what do you do? It's like, was he defending himself? I'm like, well, if he's defending himself, he has the power to just walk away. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure he's big enough to just walk away from the situation. Well, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. Like, Dana White is not a small guy by any means. And uh, if especially he... Especially not compared to his fucking tiny-ass wife. Yeah. So if he's trying to defend himself, you do the thing like you said earlier, and you grab you grab the woman and hold them and get out of the get out of there. Like, you or don't... Just turn your back. What, what's going to happen? Well, I mean, there, I guess. You get sucker punched like I did. Well... I don't know, man. But you never know how his wife is either, though. Like, how do you how do you know she won't grab a bottle or something? I don't I don't know. I mean, I hope it's not that way. But I hope not too. But there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Right. 
and, and like like to to so to your question with Rogan, yeah, I don't know that he's going to touch it because they are friends, but there have been other people, media professionals who have who have uh, taken the less honest approach, I guess. One of which is Stephen A. Smith, who kind of used the whole "well, we're friends" thing as an excuse, like not excusable his behavior, but we're friends, so like I pray for him, like, ugh, yeah. Do you have the video queued on that? Yeah. Let's 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 watch a video of our buddy Stephen A. Smith. When's the last time we watched a video of our friend? It's been a while, man, for sure. Let's see. He's a boner. All right, here we go. Um, Dana White is not just somebody that's connected in the world of sports. He's a friend. I love the guy Ugh. personally. Um, so this is a very hard subject for me. We Why does that matter? Time. Does this mean that he got um, paid really well to be on the UFC? Since this happened, mm-hmm. he knew, you know, he knew there's no way on earth that yeah. I wasn't going to talk about it. Um, my heart goes out to his family because this is a very, very embarrassing situation. Um, he says it has never, ever happened before. Um, he's Doesn't completely matter. ashamed Everyone. and utterly disgusted yeah. with himself that he finds himself in this Doesn't situation matter. that he would ever have done such a thing to a woman he's been married to for 30 years, who's the mother of his three children, um, and he makes no excuses for it. And I think it's important to point that out. I also think it's important to point out that she validates what he asserts, that it's never happened before, that it was completely out of character, and she even pointed to the fact that they were out and they were drinking and all that What's she supposed to say? Yeah, this happens all the time? He's not making any... Yeah, pause it. Yeah. She's gonna say all those things. Do 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 we really think that? Like in like in an instant, she's gonna come out and go, "Yeah, for thirty years, he's been abusing me." Right. Exactly. Fuck no. Right. Fuck no. So again, all of these excuses being made, it's very bizarre. Like he's my friend. He loves his wife. They have a family. It's the first time. Okay. There should be no first time for me nor anybody out there to make an excuse because particularly within the times that we're living in and with all the things that we've learned and the kind of the, the, the inordinate amount of times we've had to address subjects like this we have to maintain consistency in pointing out you do not put your hands on a woman if you are a man you do not do it dana white knows that and you know all i can say is that again he has spoken out against men who put their hands on women before and whatever punishment you would exact under these circumstances to somebody else is what he should apply to himself but i, I love I him see and him I, doing something even okay pause because so you just yeah. contradicted yourself yep you want him to t- you want him to accept the fullest punishment you know one that he would give or hand down to someone who works for him right but you love him Right. So you don't want that. You know, it's it's totally contradictory. Like this whole, like that is just the softest take for a guy who loves to be in the spotlight and loves to get clicks and loves the hot take. That's the softest, coldest take he could have given. Like what excuse? It, 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 it feels like that back pocket thing that you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what excuses are you making for the guy? I don't know. What? What? Uh, I mean, I think it's a shame that you have a show like I understand ESPN family, but like, come on, speak out, speak your real feelings. 
you should never hit a woman. You want the consistency. You speak out on the consistency. A man should never hit a woman. But you have friends. Yeah. Fuck your friends. Like, it's like, for real. Like, for real, though. Like, how far does friendship go? I do think now, morally I, I do speaking, think there's a difference in the in the media game versus like us in a in a friendship. You know what I mean? But he wasn't speaking as a media personality just there. He was speaking it as Dana's friend. Yeah, but he was. That's the problem I have with it. Yeah. You know, but in real life, forget about the media, forget about sports, forget about, you know, how far does friendship go in a situation like this? But how, okay, okay. How, so, how much so, of a pass do you give to your friends? Okay, so let me ask you this: um, I, I mentioned Rogan. Well, and you say you don't think that Rogan will touch this subject. Rogan has the choice on that matter. Stephen A. Smith probably doesn't. So, so let's say that Stephen A. Smith and Dana White are good friends. What do you do if you're Stephen A. Smith and you know? This conversation is going to happen, and and it's going to be live. What do you do? Do you just go out and say screw that guy? You can't really do that, right? Like you 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 don't want to you don't want to burn the relationship with somebody who's as powerful as Dana White is. Well, you don't have to be unprofessional and say screw the guy, but you say no. There's no excuse for his behavior. I'm not behind his behavior. I stand against his behavior. Period. But does that Done. burn the bridge? But does does that burn the bridge? Does Dana White at that point say, "Well, he, you don't cares? have my back." Who cares? I, I, all I'm who, sa- who? all I'm saying in the media, who cares? No, isn't really the easiest thing to, to no, say. No, I understand from a business standpoint. Yes, and professionally speaking, moving forward, there could be some sort of grudge held, and there could be some sort of thing taken away from one or the other of those people. Yeah. I get that, but. If it becomes a public dispute, who are people going to back more, Dana White or Stephen A. Smith? If Stephen A. Smith goes, no, I I don't stand behind his behavior. There's no excuse for it, period. Who do we appreciate more, Stephen A. Smith or Dana White, who's trying to leverage their friendship to keep a working relationship going on? Do you think think there was a conversation between Dana White and Stephen A. Smith before Stephen A. Smith said anything? I bet there was. Let me just call Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Here's why I say that. I, I I bet there was because I bet they talked about you what think Steve, there was. What I think they there was a conversation that that was saying what Stephen A. Smith was going to say. So Dana White kind of knew ahead of time, like you know, there's going to be some that you're gonna, something you're going to say that is against me or that you yeah. know doesn't shine me in a good light. But I know that you're doing it because you have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. That's my conspiracy. Um, That's my conspiracy. But anyways, about, back to the Joe Rogan thing, like, you know Brennan Schaub's got to be on the phone with Rogan, like, every day. Like, bring me on the show. Bring me on the show. Bring me on the show. I will fly to Austin right now. Bring me on the show, and let's talk about this. <laughs> about this specific situation? Yeah. Do you know, has Brendan Schaub said anything? Has he posted anything on social media about this at all? I saw a couple of tweets, yeah. Like, were they pretty rough? No. No, really? Okay. No, no, and and I'm actually surprised. Me too. Typically pretty tone deaf and... And the uh, the battle that they've had back and forth over the past year or two has been... 
Yeah. Ariel Hawani wasn't the nicest about it. I wouldn't expect him to be. Yeah, but he loves playing the victim on shit. And that's what he he ultimately spent 30, 40 minutes talking about this. And then in the end, made it all about how Dana mistreated him. And, you know, oh, it's really? like, dude. Yeah, but but he had a, he has a point, you know, because Dana, you know, Dana did say some pretty vicious shit about him in the past. Yes, he has. And he kind of brought up, you know, the sort of like, uh, what are your kids going to think about you type thing? So, of course, it's fair game. Ariel Hawani was like, what are your kids going to think about you? But I kind of felt like, dude, and he's done this recently. We don't have to get into it, but he's done this recently about like going on podcasts and talking shit about Brendan Chobb and like kind of being a trollish type figure. It's like, dude, your entire mission this entire time since this whole thing happened in 2016 when the UFC banned you, it's like you want to be taken seriously as an MMA journalist. but yet. You're turning into this clickbaity troll type dude on the internet. Yeah. Like, which, well, you can't have it both ways. Just be yourself. Yeah. Like, be the guy you were before. Like, he had, he was like all aggressive and like finger pointing and like cursing and like so out of character from what we see of him on his shows. Does it, does it's him like, and dude, D- I get it. You're mad. I mean, Dana makes you mad, but like, just calm down. Like, does him and DC still do the podcast? They don't really. Okay. No, DC does a podcast with um. The last I saw, I never listened to it, but uh, Ryan Clark, the former NFL player, who's on like uh, he's on like Get Out a lot and First Take a lot. Okay. Play for the Steelers. Okay. Um, that last I saw, they did a show together, but yeah, the whole the whole situation stinks, and uh, you know, I really think something needs to be done. I don't think, you know, if Dana really feels like, oh, there's no coming back from that, and he says this publicly, then something needs to happen. I don't think anything will. I think he's going to be fine. But I think that speaks to the reputation that MMA has across the sports world and across just, you know, society in general. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for people that – it's unfortunate for, like, a guy like Cowboy. Who just fucking gives his life to the sport, kicks right. his ass, his own ass, and just you know that's who you know. But we'll see. I could be wrong. Maybe something will happen. Maybe Endeavor and WME and you know Disney and all these places that have their hand in the cookie jar. Maybe they go. All right, something's got to happen here. Let's right. let's make a statement. You know, we want this to be real. We want to be seen as a real organization like everybody else. Let's let's make a move here. But And I hope I'm proven wrong. I really do hope something happens. And I don't wish ill on Dana. You know, I hope he and his wife work it out. But there's no excuses. <laughs> right. So I, that's, that's, that's where it ends for me. So Yeah, I get it. So you want to move into this old, um Damar Hamlin? Um, yeah. Anybody I mean, anybody who didn't see the video uh or see the game, uh, I'm not going to show the video or anything, but please don't. Uh it, it was a really odd instance, right? Uh if he, the, he because he didn't get tackled. He was doing the tackling and he did get hit in the chest pretty hard, but he still hit the ground and then jumped back up and then after he jumped up, then he fell backwards. The heart's a crazy thing, man. I know. Did you see the video, the 
I mean, they they so like if 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 any if anyone doesn't know, so Demar Hamlin, Buffalo Bills safety, they were playing the Bengals, and you know he went for a tackle, he got hit in the chest on the tackle, he got up, collapsed, they had to give him CPR on the field, he got taken, he's in critical condition still, yeah, he had to be rushed off the field in an ambulance, and but you know a lot of doctors have come out and been like, yeah, this type of trauma to the chest will cause this to happen. It happened to Chris Pronger of the Blues, you know that's that's a infamous. NHL video that that you can see, you know, just YouTube, Chris Pronger, puck to the chest. You know, the same thing happened to him. Yeah. Uh, he got hit in the chest with the puck, the puck, and he got up, started skating, fell over, and, like, it was scary. I remember I was watching that game live, and um, it happens. It happens. And for the people blaming, uh, who was it, T. Higgins was the receiver? Oh, people are blaming, people, yeah, people are blaming Higgins yeah, for like, that? Yeah, but in sort of a roundabout way, like I saw like Bart Scott said something about it on Get Out or whatever fucking 1,000 ESPN shows like to fucking sit there and blow hot out air, hot air out of their asses. But um, yeah, some people have done it and like Damar Hamlin's father came out and was like, guys, it's not his fault. Please. Right. Please don't blame this dude. You know, I saw a really cool video and I, you know, forgive me, I forget who it was by. But it's a guy that does a Cleveland sports show, and he did a, you know, he talked about, like, we like to place blame in these situations, and we like to talk about the safety of the sport and this and that, but we don't talk about what happens to these guys after the fact. Like, this guy's only two years in the league. He doesn't have a pension. You know, the NFL has reduced disability to embarrassing numbers over the years. The players, the players' association has not done anything to help this. So, like, what's going to happen to this guy if he's brain dead for the rest of his life? Who's going to take care of his kids? Right. Who's going to pay? Like, the NFL's not. There's no guarantee that the NFL does anything. They don't have to. He's only been playing two years. Right. Um, which I thought was a really cool video. And I'll let me. I'll look it up later. We'll post it in the link <laughs> to the show. Okay. But um, his name's Garrett something. I can't remember the guy's name, the the guy's last name. But um, which was a really cool. It was an interesting thing to think about. And but yeah, with this situation, dude, it's football. It's dangerous. But we it's know also, this. It's also something you don't want to think about, right? Like you don't want to think about. I mean, I understand he's in, he he is in, in critical condition and stuff, but you know you don't you don't really want to think about what happens if. It goes bad. Well, of course not. But it's a reality that That's really true. needs to be spoken to because these guys play a dangerous sport for other people to make billions of dollars. Yeah. You know, and this is one of the points he made. This guy's been in the league two years. You know, he hasn't, he's not a millionaire. He's not, he doesn't have a million dollar contract. He doesn't have anything. Right. So like, these are the types of situations and the types of guys where you have to go, hey, NFL, hey, Buffalo Bills, hey, Buffalo Bills owner, what are you going to do about this? Right. Are you going to take care of this guy? Because history has proven that these guys generally don't get taken care of. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and that's where they start talking about the pension plan and the fucking disability. And, you know, we've seen all of this with CTE. You know, the NFL has fought against CTE and like, are players really uh, at risk of CTE? And if they are, should we take care of them? So on and so forth. 
there's a fucking movie made about it. Right. Like, for fuck's sake, like, uh, it's a sad situation, man. It's terrible. That's all you could say. I don't, I don't have anything to say other than it's terrible. It's terrible. I will say that in this situation, you would think that, like, some of the guys we love, like Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless, would just learn to shut the fuck up. But, of course, <laughs> Skip Bayless couldn't. He put out a shitty tweet. And then they went on their show the next day or two days later. And, like, Shannon Sharp, like, lost all professional etiquette. He's just like, so you're going to interrupt me? I can't even speak. You're going to interrupt me? But I want to be like, hey, Shannon, why did you bring up his tweet? Just fuck him. Ignore this dumb fuck. <laughs> Ignore this droopy-faced idiot. So I, I, I heard yeah. about this, but I didn't see what the actual tweet was or anything. Can you do you know what it was off the top of your head? He said, it, it, I'll, par- I'll paraphrase it. It's something along the lines of the NFL has to think about eventually this game needs to continue. There's too much at stake for the game not to continue. That type of thing. Like, let me disregard the fact this guy might be dead. The game has to continue. Like, gotcha. hey, no, it doesn't. And good for the NFL for not making up the game. You know? Good for them. You say good for the NFL, but what's the reasoning that the NFL didn't do it? Like, it's not out of respect for him. You would hope it is, but yeah, it could be a multitude of things. I don't know. But still good for them. Yeah. Dude, if they were play- if they played that game a couple of days later, can you imagine? Like, what if you're that guy's family? You know? You're having to watch this shit, like... It's just greed. It's just, it's like, that's not, they did the right thing by not playing the game. Yeah. But yeah, like, for the people who like, are trying to find some way to be conspiratorial in this, in this instance, or like, have a hot take. It's like, why do you need to have a hot take during this moment? Like, what's the hot take? A guy nearly dies on the field. And you have to find some way to like it's so weird to me, man. Like just the, the the general the idea that we always have to be like controversial and it's I, I just think at some point you have to go, no, not right now. Now's yeah. not the time. Right. I don't care if you have a job to do, now's not the time, you know? It's, it's weird. It is. And so I think I heard today that he, he's still considered in critical condition, but he is being, he is responsive. He is able to write and he is able to, um, like be responsive to people and stuff like that. Like yeah, he can't talk that. because he's still intubated, but yeah, I mean, he is making good progress, which is a plus. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, well, there's the other thing, too. Like, the NFL kind of like, I don't know if the NFL tweeted this or, like, somebody said something like the NFL was like, thank God we had, we've made strides to have these paramedics ready to go on the field type thing. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like, did you have to say something about that? Like, yeah, there should be. These people should be there. They should be on a golf course. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. you don't get a... Like what? You don't get a pat on the back for that. Right. There should be uh, the whole thing. The whole thing, like when it first went down, the media reaction 
and just the overall like uh, sports world reaction was kind of bizarre to me. Just in the sense that it was like we're trying to figure out like what water like how do we tow the line? Like don't tow the line. This is a terrible situation. Don't say anything. Yeah. Other than my thoughts and prayers go out to this guy and his family. Exactly. That's it. Why do you have to think about it? Like right. what's controversial? Like nothing. Why be controversial in this instance? But yet you have those people. They're like, what can I say? What little backhanded thing would look little like condescending? So like it's like still no, about it's still about sh- still about the clicks. Still about the clicks. Still about the business. It's like no, the business is that this guy needs to live. Right. That's the business. Be on. Be a part of that business. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Hopefully. This guy turns it around, man. I it's t- very terrible, but uh, you know, I it's a dangerous sport, and uh, unfortunately, this happens. Sucks. I my my first thought was I I'm surprised it's this doesn't happen more because well, of all the guys that get hit. I mean that and that wasn't a terrible hit for the NFL, like by any means. No. So I mean, but. I mean, we, it's we, the ones that usually aren't the worst that that's true. cause the most damage. That's true. I mean, we've seen guys that basically got knocked dead on the field and don't get up for, you know, several minutes and they're out, you know, and they're, they're fine. Now, I don't know if they'll be fine later in life. CTE may come into play with that, but. Right. You know, it seems like concussions are happening more often now, too. I mean, look at how many times Bridgewater's had concussions and Tua and. You know, like it's Bridgewater's the worst man. I he just has the worst luck ever, dude. I mean, and Tua, Tua at some point's got to go. All right, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> like, or I, I mean, what do you do? What do you, what do you do if you're that guy? Because you only can take so many of those. Yeah, and I know, like people are like, oh, like Steve Young had 87 concussions and never missed again. Okay, fine, but. You know, Brett Favre played with blah blah blah. blah. I, I get it, but it's a little. We're living in a different world now. Yeah. You know, they've tried to make the game safer for a reason, and maybe there were. I mean, there were plenty of those situations where you had guys react like Tua, like Teddy Bridgewater, where they stayed in the game. The protocol wasn't the same. Right. So, dude, I always think about back, back then. What hate, was there hate, a protocol? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. But I hate giving the guy this type of credit because I could not stand him and I still can't, especially all of the news that have has come out of about him recently. But Brett Favre, dude, when he played for the Vikings and they played the Saints in that NFC championship game, I always despised Brett Favre, right? Mm-hmm. But he won my respect in that game because the New Orleans Saints beat the ever- living shit out of Red Favre in that game and he kept getting up dude and he kept <laughs> getting up and he kept getting up and he kept making throws and it's like he kept them in the game like I was just like dude they are literally beating this the death <laughs> like beating this guy to death in this game like you just saw a guy like years of his life being chopped away with each hit and he just kept getting up dude just kept fucking making plays I was like my god this guy's fucking insane um those days are over, by the way. Oh yeah, like you, you know, like 
Joe Burrow has had some of those games where you're like, God damn, this guy's getting hit a lot. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. If I'm thinking about it, like Joe Burrow gets hit a lot. Um, maybe Josh Allen, but yeah, nothing like like that Brett Favre game I was talking about, or like st- any any Steve Young game. Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so, dude, all I can say is like, there's no controversy. There's no reason for a hot take. Like, just wish this guy the best. Absolutely, recovery. Like, yeah. what else do you do? It's just it's ridiculous to make it out to be more than it is. Ultimately, what it is, it's a football player got hurt making a football play, and we need to be hoping that he gets out of it. Absolutely. I hate reducing it to that, but that's that's ultimately what it is. You know, these guys have a dangerous job. They play a dangerous game. It happens. Yep. No one's to blame. No, there's no, like... There's no conspiracy here. So let's talk about something. Well, I'm going to be negative about it. Maybe you'll be positive before we get out of here. Did you see? Let me me ask you this. Two things. (laughs) Who is your favorite singer of all time? And who, objectively speaking, do you think is the greatest singer of all time? Now they you can say the same person for both, but I just want to know. Um, oh man. You you'll probably respect this. I would say I doubt it. At, le- at least one of the greatest singers of all time in my opinion would probably be Freddie Mercury. Now, I didn't say one of, I said the best. I know, but But I also ask for your favorite first. Uh, does it matter what genre? Like, no, no, no. Why does it matter? I don't no. know. I my my instinct says Chester. Okay, but, that, but that's nah, just a that's... that's just a personal. Well, I asked for your. Yeah, favorite, I know. I so know. that makes sense. I know. I think that's a uh, a good pick. Chester is great. Now, do you think he is the best of all time, or what? I I don't know. I don't know even know how to classify that. That's tough. What do you mean? Because it's a, it's not something you can actually choose. Like it's based off a personal preference for everyone. Sure. So you, what is your personal preference as to who you would say oh, would be the best singer of all I time? I don't know. Give me yours. So Freddie's, Fre- Freddie Mercury's up there for you, obviously. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Give me yours. Uh, that's a my favorite? Yeah. My favorite singer of all time... Personal favorite would be man, that's that's uh see, it's not as easy for you either. <laughs> You're giving me shit. Damn. Favorite. Well, Brandon Boyd is up there for sure. But that's for for me, that's for I think much more different reasons than most people would have a favorite singer, but he's up there. God damn it. (laughs) All right. I'm going to say Freddie Mercury is my favorite singer of all time. Okay. Okay. Uh I'm going to, I'm going to say that because he, there, there are too many times where just the chills when I hear it, it, that's just the way it is. I'll say he's my favorite. 
even though Queen is not necessarily one of my favorite bands. Right. But as a singer, I, I just, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, the best. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Freddie Mercury is the best, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Rolling Stone put out this list of the, you know, they updated their list of top 200 singers of all time. Yeah. And again, Rolling Stone is just just too cool for the room. I think with a lot of these picks. Yeah. I just, uh, and the only reason I say this is just I, anytime they put out a list of anything, I always see just immediate backlash. Like, what were they thinking? And then I go, well, it's their opinion. But then I also go, well, don't they have a duty to be like responsible enough to know that, like, if you're going to name the top 200 singers of all time, Celine Dion would likely be on the list. Like, what? Yeah, I don't understand how she's not. Like, there's got to be a... Right? I mean, there's got to be a logical reason for that, right? What, what logically speaking, how would she not be? Right. So here's a list of people. This is just a random list, but list of people not on the list. So we're talking top 200 singers mm-hmm. of all time. Okay? Yeah. So some of the people you're not going to see on it. Celine Dion, Pink... Bruno Mars, Jennifer Hudson, Janet Jackson, Pat Benatar, Madonna, Nat King Cole, Dionne Warwick, Barry Gibb, and Phil Collins. That's a pretty strong list of there's really gotta be, good singers. There's got to be a reason why they're not on there. Like, I wonder, I, I wonder how they define singer, I guess, right? Like, How would you define a singer? I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying singing, right? what I'm saying is there's a lot of people on that list that I I told you that I've never even heard of before. Fair, that's fair. Though. I mean, I could probably okay. YouTube and listen to them and see, but I guarantee you there's probably a hundred of them that I'm like, all right, really, like no Celine Dion. <laughs> Do you like Celine Dion? Like Mississippi John Rivers or whatever. He's on here, but not. Okay. No, I don't like Celine Dion. But still, if we're talking about greatest but singers you know of all time, she's a good singer, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you that. Well, okay. Let me. Let me. Do you have the list? Uh, I do. Pull it up. What about Ozzy? Is Ozzy on that list? But go. Ozzy is on the list. Is he really? <laughs> yeah, That's he's one twelve. That's hilarious. That's not hilarious. He should be on the list. Okay. He's uh, one of the most. Go to. Go to. 26 through one. Oh man. Hang on. Click it up there on the right. Do you uh, see what I'm talking about? No. Go up. See how the numbers are at the top. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, but my sharing. Oh, there we go. Okay. 26 one through, through one. 26. Okay. Okay. Paul so Paul McCartney. McCartney, 26. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Mary J. Blige. Obviously she, I, I'd say 25 is low for her. She should be in the top 10. Uh, really? Wow. Are you saying that about Mary J or George Jones? <laughs> Mary J. No. You're saying that about Mary J and not George Jones. That's upsetting to me because George Jones should not be in the top 100. No, I was saying greatest singers of all time. <laughs> I was saying that I, I was saying, wow. When you said Mary J. Blige should be up in the top 10. That's, that's pretty crazy. She should be. She should be 100%. George Jones. Smokey, Smokey Robinson, twenty three. I would I would say is low for him, but Adele, Adele, dude, Adele's a good. I'm one. okay. 
Adele's. A I'm good okay one. with where she is. I think if you they redo this list in ten years, she's probably going to be higher. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, because they the last time they updated this list was 2008. So, you know, give her time. Nina Simone, that makes sense. I mean, I, I you know I don't argue like dude when we're talking about people from that era, I don't argue against it. I would never be like, oh, why the fuck, you know. But I think that's I think that's why it's hard to make a list like this too because look how many different eras you're pulling singers from. It is, but then you have some people where it's like I think it's just it's consistency and longevity and the overall impact of the group they were a part of, which puts them on the list. Gotcha. And you'll see that as we get further here. Marvin Gaye, well, that's obviously, a good one. That's should a good be one. in the top 20. Probably could be higher. Sinatra, that's Sinatra, a good one. obvious. Obvious one. Seems so you cruise. cruise. Now, again, this is not somebody that I know a lot about. I know who she is, but I don't know enough to even argue. But, I, but again, this era, I would not argue against it. Because she probably shaped she probably shaped a movement, you know what I mean? Yeah. Elvis, obviously. I'll, I'll be honest with you, the fact that Elvis isn't in, in the top ten is surprising to me. I don't know. And if I'm not I, saying I, that because I, I think I, he should be. I'm surprised that stupid Rolling Stone wouldn't put him in the top ten. I don't know if I'm looking at like what my, I don't know how to describe what my definition of a singer is. But yeah, I, but I, why my, you're confused on this is odd but, to me. But, but on okay. my but on a personal level, I don't see Elvis don't Presley as a great singer. Okay, good. He, he did. I want these things out of you. <laughs> what episode are we on? <laughs> Finally, <laughs> Prince. Obviously, yeah. Okay, could be higher. Probably. Does he look like he's Bob Dylan? Ready to have a Bob box? Dylan should not crack the top one fifty. I understand he had his own thing. And he inspired a generation of people, but as a singer, not a chance, not a fucking chance. I feel the same about Elvis on everyone. What you just okay. said, <laughs> I feel stronger about Bob Dylan than I do Elvis. Hey, Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury, fourteen. I obvious. think that's a little low. Probably should be higher. Yeah, should be higher. Patsy Klein. Patsy Klein. Now let me tell you something. All of my older aunts love Patsy Klein, uh-huh. and it's all I've fucking heard about. Um, sure, whatever. <laughs> Again, I can't argue. John Lennon should not be. He shouldn't break the top fifty. No I, way. I agree. With he that. should not be higher than Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney had a more soulful, more powerful, uh, just a more impactful and influential voice than John Lennon. But what the fuck do I know? A <laughs> oh, little Richard. That's a good one. I. <clears throat> he should be in the top. Yeah, he's eleven. Yeah, that's probably right. Is that a I wig? Mean, I don't know. Is that a wig or real hair? Real hair? How dare you? That's real. That's impressive, dude. Don't disrespect little Richard. <laughs> Al Green. Okay. Of course, should yeah. be there. Yeah. Otis Redding. Otis Redding should be there. Not a chance in hell. No. Beyonce breaks the one hundred, top one hundred. Not a chance. I understand the impact she's had, and I understand that. Culturally speaking, she's an icon, and as a performer, she's incredible. But as a vocalist, no. Yeah. So anyway, Beyonce, no. Uh, let me pull up. Okay. 
So Beyonce, Stevie Wonder, That's Stevie Wonder, obvious. Yeah, Ray Charles, Ray Charles, obvious. I think like the top ten aside from Beyonce is pretty obvious. Mariah, I mean, dude, that's like my childhood right there, and that was, I mean, dude, she, I don't know. So five, who's who's above her? Curious now. Okay, fine. Okay. Well, Whitney, so, pe- obviously. so people who are listening, <laughs> Billy Holiday. And Sam Cooke oh, yeah, is number sorry. three. Billy Holiday, <laughs> Sam Cooke, Whitney Houston. Oh, that's sorry. a good one. That's a Keep good re- one. Well, Whitney, obviously. And yeah. Aretha. Aretha, not- I knew Aretha was number one. So that, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, Aretha is, uh, dude, I love some Aretha, man. Like, would you ever actually listen to, like, a whole Aretha album? Just, like, from start to finish? I have. You have? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I grew up on that, though. You know, I grew up on old fucking... That's why I said I can't argue against that era because it's just it's stuff that I grew up hearing around and about relatives' houses and you know it's you know but but again the only one I the the, the only one that bothers me is like John Lennon uh, that, that that's ridiculous like I I don't agree with that at all and uh, who was the other one I said you said Elvis I said oh Bob Dylan Bob Dylan yeah that's he's not one of the best singers period. I don't even know if he should be in the top 200. I guess because of influence, he could be. But <clears throat> so like some of the rock and metal guys that I jotted down. So like we said, John Lennon, Freddie Mercury, Paul McCartney, David Bowie was number 32. Oh, good one. Yeah. Mick Jagger was 52. Robert Plant, 63. Chris Cornell, 80. I think that's low for Chris Cornell. I did too. Steve Perry's 82. That's incredibly low. Wow. When we're talking about best singers. And yeah, and that, you know, when I said like definition of singer, like if, if I'm thinking of singer. A guy who's known for being a great singer, not a good yeah, front man. Right. Yeah. Not a good, like, you know, yeah. Steve Perry. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, Eddie Vedder, 105. Roger Daltrey, 109. Ozzy, 112. Robert Halford, 129. Axel Rose, 134. Ronnie James Dio, 165. Iggy Pop is 176. Now, he's very low on the list. I'm going to argue that Iggy Pop's not a good singer at all. But he's very important to rock history. But that doesn't make you a, but that doesn't make you a good so, singer. It doesn't. Your influence doesn't necessarily make you a good singer. Yeah, I don't think he's a good singer. He's not. Yeah. But Bob Seger 181. And which I think is low for him. Just gonna point that out. I just and Glenn Danzig at one ninety nine somehow made the list. I don't know why. He just creeped. He no, just creeped I'm, in there. No fucking, <laughs> I have no fucking idea why Glenn Danzig is on the list. Mother, um, I don't know. It's a very weird list, man. Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone, and Spin Magazine are root. Just again, every list is like we got to be too cool for the room and put in people like. You got to make people go, what? They did. They made me go, what? So they win. I lose. Yeah. Chester's not on the list. I'd say that's a little bit unfair. I think he should be on the list. I agree. Mm. Is Kirk Cobain on the list? I didn't see him, but I wasn't looking for it either. So when we're talking about influence, 
And when we're talking about, you know. But again, my definition of singer doesn't necessarily say that Kurt Cobain is a great singer. You, that's fine. But Rolling Stone would beg to differ. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I thought I said that Kurt Cobain was on the list. He may Am been. I crazy? I don't know. I didn't look through all of them. We got to go. Where is it at? All these stupid ads on these websites, I swear to God. (laughs) Hang on. Okay. Uh, I think he's like somewhere in like, so Elton John was 100. Bob Marley, 98. Usher was 97. Oh, that's a good one. He should have been higher, I think. No, it's not. You don't think so? No, he shouldn't have been. Really? You don't think Usher's a good singer? Ursher? <laughs> no. I think I'll put Little Bow Wow on there too. Oh my Chuck God. Berry, 96. Little Bow Wow. Do you know he's still putting out music? Uh, it's, uh, it's upsetting, but sure. Stevie Nicks, 93. Anita Baker. I swear. Selena, number 89. Diana Ross, 87. Diana Ross is low. Michael Jackson is 86. That's low. How about Barbara Streisand? Is she on there? I'm sure she is. Johnny Cash is 85. We'll find Barbara. Amy Winehouse, 83. Oh, that's a good one. She should have been higher, I think. Amy Winehouse. Who? Amy Winehouse. I disagree. Okay, well. She could be on the list, but not higher. Bruce Springsteen, 77. D'Angelo, 75. Wow. That's an interesting pick. Roy Orberson, 71, should be higher. Rihanna, 68. Okay. I can't believe Usher is in the top 100. That's so crazy. Again, it's like the Beyonce thing. Have we ever seen him sing live? Is there video evidence of him ever singing live? (laughs) I'm sure there is. No, there's not. I don't believe it. There's got to be. I don't buy it. <laughs> Bjork, 64. George Michael, 62. Kate Bush. Oh. Number 60. Speaking of that, that song finally went away. Good. I just realized, I, Gaga, I, just realized I haven't heard it in like a few months probably at least. So, uh. So we have Hulu Live, and they just added a bunch of music video channels, and it's pretty awesome. It's oh, like really? all we do now. Nice. And not New Year's Eve, maybe a bit the day before New Year's Eve, whatever. Uh, that video comes on, you know, run up that hill, the original video. And I just remember looking at my wife, going, "This is a really boring song." Like, aside from the hook, this is a boring fucking song. Yeah, and it goes on forever yeah like it just carries on and carries on and carries on and you go i just like how is this a hit oh wait movie or show tv show stranger things right yep lady gaga was 58 who's this barry white 56 tina turner 55 tina turner should be so much higher on the list was there no like more current country singers on there 
Uh, did I tell you Johnny Cash was on there? I said more yeah. current. But Tina Turner, it says raw, passionate, and ferocious. Ferocious. Tina Turner is the queen of rock and roll for a reason. But yet you don't have her in the top 20. Stupid. Willie Nelson. No. It's not a good Mick Jagger. Fine. Sade, 51. Man, where is... I swear I saw Kirk Cobain on this list. I don't know. I've given up. Anyway. We don't know what a good singer is. Apparently. Apparently we don't. I mean, dude, I, I think at the end of the day, it should be somebody who like can be proven to be a really stellar singer live. Yeah. You know, not even necessarily have been a part of like the biggest songs of all time or, but being influential as a singer, like inspired other artists as a vocalist, like, like, like that's who I think. Like, so like Bob Dylan, no one is inspired by his vocals. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see that at all, but like you think if you're in the top 20, you have to have been influential as a vocalist, right? And where did I say Steve Perry was? Like, how many bands copied Journey Sound? Right. Am I crazy? Like, that's a thing, right? Steve Perry was 82. I mean, the people attempted to, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. One day I'll crack the 200. It's going to be dope. I mean, maybe. I mean, no. <laughs> what else you got before we get out of here? Um, I don't think I have anything we else. We spent way too long talking about Dana White. but We, we did. It's a, big, it's a big story. and Dude, we, we love MMA. And like I said, dude, as an MMA fan, I'm bummed. I'm bummed for MMA. I really am. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Which, by the way, have you seen how jacked Cowboy is? Uh-uh. This is really weird and awkward, but I'm going to have you just pull up, just Google Cowboy Cerrone image, Google image. Like current see if we can find a recent. Yeah, see if we can find a recent picture. His homeboy, and he's admitted he's on steroids. But oh, he has? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Because he's trying to get these movie roles, like these action movies. Right. And, you know, so he's trying to be jacked. Let's see, like that one, low that kick MMA, me. like that picture there. It's looking pretty jacked, yeah. Yeah. Massive mass gain since July retirement from MMA. Yeah, it looks pretty big. I mean, that's also what can happen to you if you like not even dealing with steroids, but if you do the training. And you're not like weight cutting all the time and shit. Yeah, but his at his age. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's easy to you, do. You need some help. Yeah. To get like that, yeah. like, dude, he's never been like that. Dude. Yeah. He probably weighs two twenty there. Yeah. Like, and good for him. Get your movie roles, man. Cash in. Fuck it. God, can you imagine cowboy fighting at light heavy? It would not be a good idea. No. No, <laughs> it would not be a good idea. <laughs> It'd be a bad idea. Maybe early in his career if he gets like that, but no, no, no. Let's, I can, I can. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Good for him. All right. We're out.